Yes, 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 aka Big Facts and Full Effects, and you are now locked in with balls. But you ever had a a little chalupa from Taco Bell? That is blasted. You look like a chalupa from Taco Bell, shit. In podcast sportive. Wait, what was that? Sports podcast in French. Boom! Yes, hello and welcome <laughs> to the Alex Noodle. Ball Sports Podcast. It's a podcast with balls about balls. I'm Buddha. It's your boy Dylan five times. Five times. Yurski. <laughs> Yurski. Worski. Uh, episode 235, y'all boys. How we doing? How we living? I'm tired. Yeah, no, I'm tired in a bit. Grinding. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of Taco mouth. Bell got these two tacos, bro. Oh, God. I'm thinking, oh, stab it. The Bussington. Bro. I've been kissed by the rose on the grave. I've been kissed by the rose on the grave. And if I could fall on the other way. I feel like we've done that for underrated bars of fame. Yeah, had really. to, had to have. There's Most no like. way we've gone this far in life and that song was not an underrated bars of fame. That's facts. Yes. All right. So, uh, guys, we got a lot of sports to talk about. Hell no, we don't, Bill. The fuck you talking let's, about, Jit? Let's get right to it. Hell uh, no. So, where, where do you guys want to start? Do we want to start? We can start with. Football, hockey, if you want to. Yeah, let's start with football, bitch. What the fuck? We ain't start with football in a minute, bitch. Guys, I am so happy to announce that we are officially 28 days, 23 hours, 23 minutes away from the NFL 2022-2023 season. That is actually really exciting. We are so close. Um. Preseason is upon us, which means a variety of things. Uh, it means we are seeing a lot of injuries already um, from starting positions. I think I think we discussed a couple years back that uh, it was like an average of like 65 ACL tears per preseason. Yeah. Like, that's – whew. I think I think what it boils down to also is we don't understand how big that number is because we only hear about the stars, mm-hmm. and that's like usually like four or five. So we don't think it's like a drastic number, but we got to think about like them rookies, those vets, those second, those third teamers, those guys who are tweeners for like uh, you know practice squad and shit like that. Hell yeah, like. ACL realistically, like for explosive players too, is not an injury that's uncommon. Believe it or not, it happens. Right. Um. 
So, yeah, so we got our first glimpse of some NFL football. The Hall of Fame game was last week. Uh, the Raiders played the Jaguars. Yeah, they did. Um, I, like, I'm always usually hyped to see that first, like, half of the Hall of Fame game because it's like, okay, yay, football's back. And then, like, you kind of quickly realize, like, okay, these are, like, third and fourth stringers. Like, okay, what are we really – well, we're watching the USFL at this point. Um, Not the USFL. But, but, I don't know, I guess I had extra invested interest because my team was playing. But it was just – I don't know. It was really fun to watch football. Um, I was happy with the way my running backs were in. I thought we played well. Uh, it was cool, the whole story with Josh McDaniels. I guess he grew up there. He played high school football in that stadium. Uh, so to kind of be back there full circle, him coaching the Hall of Fame game, it was kind of like a cool thing. And winning, he had all like his family there and stuff like that. I guess he had given out like 50 or 60 tickets to family. So it was, it was pretty cool, even though it was a fucking rain delay. And that just takes forever. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, Raiders look good. I like watching the second and ter- the second and third team guys in the preseason because, you know, it gives you an idea of maybe how strong your first team could be as well. Right. Well, I didn't used to. When all the time Brady's gone, I'm kind of finding an enjoyment in watching, you know, up and coming people. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I love to watch young guys now because, you know, that's all I got. Yeah. I actually do some 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 study of the young well was pretty good. cool. Also playing Madden's also made me appreciate watching young yeah. guys too no more. And now y'all are in a situation where you're really building a team, so like you kinda get to see some of these guys year in and year out just fighting. Right. But y'all have always had a culture for competition, which is why like there was a lot of hullabaloo that Josh Jacobs had five touches. Um, they're like, oh, what does this mean? Are they thinking of trading him and stuff like that? And Josh McDaniels put the kibosh on that. He was like, no, he's like, we just run all our running backs. And from what I hear, that's pretty much how it was in New England too because y'all are very much running back by committee. All y'all running backs would see snaps in preseason. Yeah. Because y'all, y'all never had like that feature back. Um, we have got three – three carries in one game and then he'll get 20 carries the next game. <laughs> we haven't had, we haven't really had a feature back really since LeGarrette Blunt. Um, Sony, Sony Michelle was kind of on his way to that, but you know, we were obviously we, at that time we were a little pass friendly as well. So what we have to realize is James White was just as important to, um, but when we had LeGarrette Blunt for a couple years, he, he had like one year in particular where he really was that guy. I don't think there's anything wrong in today's NFL with a running back by committee, really. I just think we're too in love, especially like us fantasy players. We're too in love with the bell cow back. We just don't have a lot of those guys in the NFL anymore. You know what I mean? Like the game has changed tremendously. So, you know, I, I think like, you know, to be honest with you, looking at the Raiders, as talented as Josh Jacobs is, I do think that um, it was the guy Drake. Um, Kenyon Drake, I, I think he's more suited for today's game. That guy who can give you 20, 20 touches, but out of those 20, like eight of those are receptions. Seven of those, those are receptions, six, five, right? And he's not giving you a hundred yard game, but shit, he's giving you 70 yards, 
of of running, twenty yards of of receiving. Like you know, that's that's kind of what today's NFL is going towards. I I completely agree with all of that. I think the only pushback I have when it comes to Kenyon Drake is the uh, injury proneness. Absolutely, he's super injury prone, and I don't think yeah. and, and I don't think also too like. You shouldn't be hard pressed to still see Josh Jacobs get touches. I mean, if we're on, the, if you guys are five yards and in, I mean, naturally Jacobs is out there, right? You know what I mean? And 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 he and Josh Jacobs finishes runs. I just think, like at the end of the day, you know, it's not a. I don't think it's a detriment to see him this early. Plus, new team, new scheme. You know, so I'm sure verbiage is very different on certain calls and Bingo. things like that. Very different. So you want to get those live game reps to be like, okay, this is my assignment. What I'm doing here is, yeah, because nothing's you can't really simulate game reps. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, if also, too, on top of that, if Josh Jacobs only has one job, which is to go north to south and create havoc, I mean, he definitely needs he definitely needs more reps than Drake because <laughs> he's got to get he's got to get used back to that hitting again. Sure, you know yeah. what I mean. So I, I I don't know. I just felt like you know McDaniel's did a good job by talking about it. I mean, he's showing how much he's learned from being away from Belichick and then coming back to Belichick. You can't be Belichick, man. That's why a lot of his that's why a lot of the coaches from his coaching tree aren't successful. Because they try to be like him, and it's like, you know, he kind of, like, Belichick kind of really got that clout to be able to do that. To not talk to media, to not fuck with certain people in your in your organization, like, you know, that's, that takes a while. You know what I mean? So for him to talk to the press now and just be like, nah, that's not what you think it is, this is it, this is it, that's good for him. We need more of that. We need more of that, McDaniels. Factoids. Um, so, last night was the season premiere of Hard Knocks on HBO Max. Mm. Um, and this year, it's with the Detroit Lions for preseason. Oh, man. You know, I had this conversation last year with you guys. The problem with this show is you kind of start pulling for these teams. Mm-hmm. And, like, rooting for them, like, honestly, I hope the Lions do well this year. Mm-hmm. I don't see the playoffs, but, man, if they could get close to breaking even, mm-hmm. I think that's, like, a win. Because, man, like, it's – they didn't show Jared Goff because this is Jared Goff's third time on Hard Knocks. Really? Yes. Twice with the Rams. And uh, once this year with the Lions. Facts. Get him, get him the whole lot of here. So we didn't even see him this episode. Like, we saw him, like, in the background and stuff like that. But there was no features on him and stuff like that. It was – a lot of it was um, Dan Campbell, the head coach, who's a character. I didn't realize he was a tight end in the NFL for, uh, like, 11 11- – or 12 seasons, something like that. Yeah, he's he's a ball player, bro. Mm-hmm. But he, he has that voice where it kind of sounds like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll tell you what, man. Um, 
So, like, you get to see this fucking big dude. Like, he still is in super good shape. He's out there doing up-downs with the defense, 30 up-downs and stuff with a, with a fucked-up wrist uh, just because he told them he would and shit. And, like, you get to see Aiden Hutchinson uh, do his performance of Billy Jean. Mm-hmm. Uh, that man's signing bonus was $23 million. Wow. Yay! Signing bonus? So he got $23 million in the bank as soon as he signed the paper? Because yes. that's what they do. They, they call the rookies up to the front, the rookie states, what college they went to, and what their signing bonus was. Well, I'm setting up the rest of life within the first month after that. Boy. So, so he goes up there. He's like Aiden Hutchinson, uh, University of Michigan, sign bonus twenty three million. And everybody was like, twenty three M's. So he did a performance of Billie Jean, which got the crowd hype. And then, like later on in the episode, you get to the next person that was called up. And he's like, signing bonus, 100000 It was like, <laughs> damn, my boy. Hey, when you pick number two overall. Yikes. That's a big drop-off, though. Yeah. Um, but it's cool, man, seeing these, these guys, Jamal Williams. Because um, you know that speech that he had that kind of went viral? It's it's actually longer. So you get to see the whole thing uncensored on Hard Knocks. Damn, man. Like, these guys are good character guys. The whole coaching staff is, like, pretty much all former players. You got Deuce Staley. You got, oh, I like Deuce. Uh, yeah, man. Deuce Staley's there. Um, Antoine Randall, a wide receiver coach. Mm. Um, oh. Gosh, that's yeah, that sounds like a nice little coaching staff. DC and um, my bad, I should have been prepared. That's my fault, y'all boys. Give me two seconds. Nah, you good, Kyle. Uh, I like Deuce Staley though. I think that's a good, that's good right there. Okay, so you got. Come on, are you kidding me? Why do websites never want? Okay, here we go. All right, head coach Dan Campbell. Assistant head coach and running backs coach Deuce Staley. Um, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. Um, special teams coordinator David Flip. Uh, defensive quality control Wayne Blair. Quarterbacks coach Mark Brunel. Wow. The. Uh, As Juan Rundell already said, linebackers coach Kelvin Shepard. Now they got a decent little staff, no cap. Yeah, so the whole thing is like these guys, I guess, all combined have 80 years of NFL playing experience combined. So essentially, if they don't win at least half their games, they grits. Damn, man. Yeah, it's just hard not to root for these guys because everybody just seems cool, man, and hungry. Like, them boys, them boys tired of just, you know, being one of them teams that's kind of like, you know, the Browns for so many years. But at this point, they're kind of worse at this point. <laughs> man, they are indeed. Man, I mean, i say this. They do have some guys. They do have some explosive guys on both sides of the ball. 
they should at least be competitive. I think like the next step for the Lions, if they're not five hundred, to at least to at least be competitive in every game. Don't be out here getting dusted by thudded. Like it's yeah. Bad. Not by thirty. Alright, so um I don't believe that the last time we had an episode that the Deshaun Watson situation was all like the ruling had happened yet. No. Right or no, no, you're right. Okay, so uh Judge Sue Robinson after her findings and everything, she handed out a six-game suspension, mm. which Deshaun Watson and them were fine with. Mm. Um, I guess the rumor was anything from six to eight, they would be okay with. They, didn't, they weren't going to appeal. Mm. And they hoped, they even said, they made a statement that they hoped the NFL would also not appeal in good faith. The NFL refused to agree to that. Um, which... Now we know why, because when she said six games, uh, a couple days later, the NFL formally filed their appeal, uh, which then goes to another uh, what would it be, arbitrator. Yeah, uh, goes to, to another arbitrator to overlook the case. And that person is personally appointed by Roger Goodell. Um, and the NFL is seeking a year ban, it looks like, uh, maybe even potentially an indefinite suspension uh, to where it's like um, Martavis Bryant or anything like that where he has to reapply before he Wow. So we'll see what happens there. And I don't believe that Watson and Camp can appeal what... Yeah, they can appeal... They can appeal the appeal. I mean, remember how long it was before um, freaking Ezekiel Elliott accepted his fate. They were appealing state to state for every game, if you recall correctly. So here's the thing you got to be careful about, because remember how Deshaun Watson's contract is. If he appeals it and drags out this process, that means he's probably going to play this season on his $1 million salary. So if he ends up getting suspended all of next year because it's been delayed so many times, then now you're missing out on what fifty million? Yeah. As opposed to one. So it's like, okay, do I just bite the bullet, take my year suspension, and you know, all right, I'll be back next year on y'all ass. Yeah, you might have to do that. Because then you, because you don't want to sue the NFL. Because if you did do some dirty stuff, because then it goes to a federal case that's public, right? And then it's open to discovery. Um, so there's just a lot of things that kind of still need to be figured out. But I guess first things first, got to wait to hear from this arbitrator as to what they've decided. Facts. Uh, which could be by the end of the week. Mm, that's crazy. We'll see how that plays out. But apparently, uh, pending, no decision made yet. Um, Deshaun Watson will be starting on Friday at the Browns preseason game. Really? So unless there's a ruling made that he's suspended immediately and he has to leave, he will be starting. It was officially announced. Wow. 
Yeah, man. This is crazy. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> That's wild. Um, that is see, really wild. You, right. Have you guys heard anything else um, NFL-wise that's going on in the world? Mac Jones is getting swole on y'all last. He about to give y'all nothing but work this year. Oh, and they uh-huh. work. Yeah, y'all nothing but work. Don't be I shocked. Nikhil Harry, Nikhil Harry went somewhere else and got hurt? Yes. No. Nikhil, Nikhil. He went to the Bears, ain't he? Yeah. Got his eye work, work, put him in the dirt. Right. I mean, we knew what it was when we got here. We knew what it was when we got here, boy. Boy, boy, boy. (laughs) You know, I I, I say this. I don't, I I do feel bad for Ka. I do. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, it just it's unfortunate because like you see these guys and you want to pull for them and then these situations happen. And now I'm scared because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, damn, like, I really hope that doesn't happen to my boy Devante Parker. Cause remember right. he was getting he was getting a little injured too, you know what I mean? But Nikhil Harry been hurt since like day one, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, Nikhil been hurt yeah. since day one. Which is um which is crazy to me. It's crazy. Uh, another thing that has happened that I do want to read the statement on, uh, Bears linebacker Roquan Smith has officially requested a trade. He sure has. Uh, and that is in shambles. And honestly, what is probably one of the most well-worded um, notes or messages that I've seen, I really kind of, so I'm just going to read this real quick. You should you go. should absolutely read. I was literally going to ask you if you could read it. It was very well written. All right. So, to the city of Chicago and all the Bears fans world, I've officially requested a trade. Just writing these words is deeply painful. I'm a kid from Macon County, Georgia. When you grow up playing football, you dream of making it to the NFL one day. However, playing the linebacker position, you never imagine getting drafted in the top 10 by the Chicago Bears. I'm a homegrown bear. The dream came true for me to have an opportunity to put that Bears helmet on, wear the same jersey that the legendary linebackers did. It's an it's an indescribable feeling. Walking these hallways the past four years, you can feel the spirit. You feel the pressure to live up to that timeless history, that great legacy. I dreamed of playing like Wilbur Marshall, Singletary, Briggs, Erlocker, Butkus. Since the day I was drafted, I vowed to play this position at a level that upheld the standard that was set before me and to uphold that respect and honor. And I have. Unfortunately, the new front office regime doesn't value me here. They've refused to negotiate in good faith. Every step of this journey has been take it or leave it, quote unquote. The deal sent to me is one that would be bad for myself and for the entire linebacker market if I signed it. I've been trying to get something signed. Sorry, I've been trying to get something done that's fair since April, but their focus has been on trying to take advantage of me. I wanted to be a bear for my entire career, help this team bring a Super Bowl back to our city. However, they have left me no choice 
than to request a trade that allows me to play for an organization that truly values what I bring to the table. I haven't had the chance to talk to the McCaskey family, and maybe they could salvage this. But as of right now, I don't see a path back to the organization I truly love. I hope and pray you all can understand. I'm deeply sorry it's come to this. Sincerely, Roquan Smith. Boy. And I even love the fact that he kind of mentioned, like, hey, the owners can fix this. Like, this isn't a, no, I'm out no matter what. I don't care what it is. Like, because a lot of this, because he's representing himself, much like Lamar Jackson is, and probably other, a couple players in the NFL. Um, so he's representing himself. So what it's sounding like is basically everything that he's getting offered is kind of just them trying to take advantage. Like, a lot of it's very much backloaded with no kind of upfront guarantees and things like that, um, which just, you know, wouldn't behoove him or uh, anybody else for that matter. So, shout out to Roquan. Um, he's still showing up at practice because, you know, since it's now in mandatory training camp, if he misses practice, I think it's like a $50,000 fine for every missed practice. So, yeah, so he's there, but he's he's made his intentions clear. So, it's going to be interesting to see in the next, you know, coming week or couple weeks uh, that we're going to see some movement from some of these teams. Because we do have some teams that have a good amount of cap space. I mean, I think the uh, Browns have the most. I think they still have like $25 million or something like that in cap space. Um, and I know the Raiders have like 22 or $23 million, So, Well, you know, what, what's crazy here is that, and I, I like that he mentioned that in the letter, is the fact that he brings up how him accepting – anything less is bad for the market. Correct. Because he, technically you should be making more than, um, uh, sorry, it's not Darius anymore. Shaquille Leonard. Yes. Um, cause he was the last linebacker to really get paid. So that technically the next big contract should be. Above and that. and these, these are things that they mentioned. Like this is the same issue that tight ends have where they're like, listen, we're not getting what we're worth. You know what I mean? And it's crazy out here that we, we, we are, we're not getting what we're valued. You know what I mean? And it's good that he's saying that because linebackers absolutely should get paid. They absolutely should get paid, especially those middle linebackers. They're the quarterback of the defense. So shout out to Roquan Smith. Very well-written letter. Can't argue what he's saying. Good shit, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, other than that. I hope you're balling, young man. <laughs> Facts. Don't be out here talking all that shit and not balling there, young man. This is true. This is true. But um, yeah, I got oh, for the, yes, I did. The, I did. Did you hear who the top three teams are to get them? No. The Los Angeles Rams. Oh my god. The Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. And the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll take that one. Those are the top three teams. Those are the teams that have they have assets and and funds to move him around. He would be he would be perfect for the Raiders because the Raiders need him that middle linebacker to really hold it down. So he'd be perfect over there. Now him and Dallas would be a problem too because now it's him and uh and uh, Michael Parsons, which would be 
that's a real problem over there. It's a real problem over there. And and Dallas needs to re-up real quick because, boy, the Eagles defense is looking crazy. Jordan Davis is a freaking manimal. So, yeah, man. That's all I wanted to mention. Gosh. All right. Well, uh, Dylan, you have anything else NFL related or? Nah. But. Digging real big, bro. Real big. All right. So let's move over to the world of uh, sports entertainment slash professional wrestling. Um, I got to say, this past like week and a half of WWE wrestling has been so good. Like... Triple H has already made a lot of big moves. Um, you see him. SummerSlam uh, has happened. Uh, so I'll recap that, some of the big things that happened there, uh, because we did get quite a few. Um, for starters, it was it was a really good show, top to bottom. Um, the opening match, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Um wasn't as good as their WrestleMania match, which was really good, but it was still a very good match. Um, Bianca gets the win, ending this year-long feud that happened SummerSlam of last year, um, where she lost that title in 28 seconds or whatever the hell it was. And, um, yeah, so she wins. Becky, you know, shakes her hand afterwards, shows her some sportsmanship. Becky gets out of the ring so Bianca can celebrate. All of a sudden, as I predicted, Bailey's dun, dun, music. Dun. Uh, so Bailey makes her long-awaited debut at, or re-debut, I guess, after more than a year. Uh, still a heel, very much a heel. Um, so she starts walking out. She stops about halfway. More music hits, and it's. Uh, Io Shirai from NXT. They, she's now Io Sky. Um, and so she comes out, which is great because, you know, there was rumors that she was going to go back to Japan. Um, but I think she really just wanted a spot on the main roster and Triple H was like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then as she's walking out, music, more music hits and it's Dakota Kai, who was someone who was recently released from WWE. Um, so they brought her back. She's really good. So now you got the three of them in a faction, which I guess was Bailey's idea, uh, that Vince rejected. And, um, Vince, 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 my guy. When will you learn? Right. So, yeah, so I'm so happy to have them back. They're clearly heels. They get in the ring. They get in Bianca's face. Becky makes the face turn completely uh, comes in the ring, stands by Bianca's side to, you know, basically bring it on. And, you know, the heels you know, did the cowardly thing, backed away or whatever. Um, and then it was announced that Becky did injure her shoulder for real. She has a separated shoulder. Um, yeah. I, I, it doesn't sound like it's anything too serious. Like she'll probably be out three, four weeks maybe. Um, and then I'm sure she'll come back to help. Bianca deal with this trouble. You about to have Bianca again patched up to, um, to but what I, 
what I do hope is that this is the start of more factions and teams happening in WWE. I think it's necessary. I think when you look at the landscape of AEW and you see how successful they've been able to be with all of these different coexisting factions, and it doesn't feel like too much. You know, like, yes, a lot of these people are clicked up when they come out and stuff, but it's like you're getting a lot of people on TV, getting meaningful time on TV. They're doing nice. something. They're not just there. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's good for the brand, especially when you have such big rosters. And Paul Levesque, we I'm trust. The biggest problem with, with WWE is they've never been good with, with character building. They got bad with character right. building to where the factions you would make would be a bunch of squares. It's like having three AIs on the, on the faction. Right. Right. Because you, you had these out-of-touch uh, old men right. thinking they know what people want to see. Right. Um, but, yeah, so very excited to see where that goes. Um, up next, the Miz versus Logan Paul. Logan Paul looked great. Um, his frog splash onto the Miz through the announce table was great. Top tier. Um, yeah, I mean, he's going to need some help. He's a little, he's definitely still green. He's going to need some help with the storytelling aspect of matches and, uh, you know, promo work and things like that. Uh, but you know, I think if he really wanted to do this for a long-term thing, um, I think Logan Paul would be very good in WWE. Logan Paul could win a belt. Fuck out of here. I'm telling um, you, that boy is like that because there's wrestlers who've been wrestling longer than him that ain't like that. Uh, I don't want to try them, so I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. But I ain't seen a big do a clean frog splash like that onto the table. <laughs> Shit. I mean, he just so he's in a place where he doesn't have any fear, and it's probably because he ain't been hurt. So there's also that too. But he definitely mm-hmm. has like a fearlessness with his wrestling that you don't see with a lot. Right, yeah, so he's gonna break a double bones. He's gonna come down. I, I I think so too. I think after his first major injury, we might see like a little change. Right, absolutely. But no, he's he's good, man. Um, up next for the United States title, Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Honestly, solid match. Uh, it was it was good, and Lashley won as he should, uh, because Austin Theory has the money in the bank briefcase. He doesn't really need to be holding the secondary title right now um, with that. Um, so I'm going to pause there for a second because I kind of want to segue since we're on the United States title. Uh, in one week, well, I guess technically two, Triple H has dramatically increased the prestige <laughs> championship. So the Raw after SummerSlam – there were two triple threat matches. Um, those triple threat matches being uh, AJ Styles. I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter who was in them. But anyways, the winner of both of those triple threat matches were AJ Styles and Tommaso Ciampa. Well, Ciampa, which was a big win for Ciampa, and then they fought in the main event for the number one contendership for the United States championship, which would happen the following week. So already on this raw, you have three really good matches all for people. That's how you bring that prestige up. So Tommaso Ciampa beat AJ Styles. So this past Monday on raw, it was going to be Ciampa versus, well, it was Ciampa versus uh, 
Bobby Lashley for United States Championship. Before that match, they played this long video package showcasing the United States title over the years with the first winner, Harley Race, and like just going through all these eras of the United States Championship, nice. like really showing like, wow, this thing's really been an important title for a long time. Something that simple, a minute and a half video added so much more to this title because we've never had a reason to care about this title in a long time, you know? Um, it's always kind of just felt like an afterthought. So going into this match, like after that promo package, like, whoa, I'm really looking forward to this match. And then on top of that, when you have a match that delivers with Tommaso Ciampa and Bobby Lashley, um, really good match, like pay-per-view quality match for sure. Um, Bobby Lashley retains the title, but yeah, like I think these simple things that, that could have been done for so long and just weren't being done. Um, I'm just really happy to see that that work's being done to add the prestige to this title. Um, nice. And I look forward to more titles getting that treatment as has been announced that the tournament for the vacated uh, women's tag team titles is back on and is happening. Um, two certain names are not in that tournament, but I imagine they might be returning upon the winners of that tournament. So that's that on that because Triple H has been making calls as we've seen. Um, so up next we had the Mysterios versus the Judgment Day. Um, good match. Edge makes his return. Um, helps the, the Mysterios get the win. And then the next night on Raw, there's, you know, another tag team match is happening. Edge gets involved. Edge goes to spear uh, Damian Priest, and he spins and puts uh, Dominic Mysterio in the way of the spear. So Edge, you know, spears Dominic. So then this past Monday, you know, Dominic's supposed to uh, go out there with his dad and Edge walks in and he's like, I'm not going out there. If he's going out there and Edge is like, listen, man, hey, it was, it was an accident, whatever. Dom pushes Edge and uh, basically told his dad to fuck off. You know, you're going to take his side, whatever. You guys can be out there with each other. So during Rey Mysterio's match, there was no Dominic. Um it was Rey Mysterio versus... Did he say, Finn. kiss my ass, Dad? And uh, <laughs> Damian Priest was out there with Finn. And then all of a sudden, you see Rhea Ripley walk out with uh, Dominic Mysterio over her shoulder. Lays his ass out. The boy has knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Just, he's got bruises and, and like little blood patches on him and shit like that. Uh, yeah, Rhea, Rhea patched this shit up. Bye. That's wild. Yeah. Well, I think this is all leading to Dominic joining. I think that's just what this is all going to come down to. He got to get his little haze. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because that's what happened to Finn. So that's just kind of what they do. They make you bad. But I like – because I think what they did this week, this week was the first time we've actually seen true dissent between uh, father and son. You know, because they've always been good with each other until, you know, Ray decided to take Edge's side and tell Dominic he was tripping. And it's like, fuck. 
Bitch, I ain't tripping you, trigger. It's like I've known Edge for 20 years, and Dom's like, you've known me 25. The fuck? Oh, well, Nick. Yeah, he tripping. Ray deserved to get kicked in his mouth for that. What he should have said was, well, you know, for the 25 years that I've known you, you know what I'm saying? The motherfucking, motherfucking, the motherfucking, uh. The, the motherfucking frog splash cooler than the 619. Fuck out of here, bro. I need him to turn a hill and become an evil, a evil Dominic Guerrero, bitch. I just need him. If you change his name to Dominic Guerrero, that's fire. I just need him to call Ray Uncle Ray one time. <laughs> that's oh lit. That would be oh, lit. Uncle Ray, and they come out in an all black, drippy ass. Low rider, bitch. Ooh. Ooh, shit. And he's got to come out to a new remix version of Eli, we cheat, we steal. Eli, we cheat, we steal. Eli, we cheat, we steal. All right. Hell yeah, bitch. Uh, Up next, we had Happy Corbin versus Pat McAfee. Uh, Another good showing for Pat McAfee. I guess there was a lot of humidity on the ropes because it had been raining earlier and stuff like that. Cause there, throughout the night, there was a lot of people that slipped um, on the top rope on the bar- Brock almost slipped on the barricade at one point during his match, which we'll get to later. Um, so there was a couple times where Pat almost fell. Uh, he was able to, to hold on and catch himself, but good match, entertaining match. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. Pat's not disappointed. He's living everybody's dream. Um, next for the undisputed tag titles, the Usos versus the Street Profits. Another really good match between these guys. They're you know the Street Profits are starting to have this you know chemistry with the Usos like the New Day has with them, uh, to where they just kind of can't put on a bad match at this point. Um, so that's it. yeah, they can't huh? win a motherfucker though, right? Right, and they didn't win here. Alone. They ain't gonna win the moves though. Um, they just need to turn heel on the whole division, bro. Facts. Yeah. I'm with that. Facts, um, bro. That shit's starting to get annoying, bro. Yeah, the future. The future of the street profits is very. Uh, it's very up in the air and concerning right now. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, now, up next we have. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's title. Um, So Liv wins, kind of. It was a weird call where she was in an arm bar, a standing arm bar, and she had Ronda kind of pinned down with it. So the ref's counting one, two, and then with her other hand that's up here by her head, she's tapping out. Ref doesn't see it. Ref continues to count three. So Liv wins, but she tapped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his decision is final, and he gave her the win. Ronda Rousey turns heel, uh, which is another thing I had a feeling would happen. Yeah. Beat her ass. Yes, beat her ass, beat up the ref, which got her, quote-unquote, suspended. Um, 
yeah, so Liv is the champ who tapped. And it kind of backfired, that booking decision. I kind of liked the booking personally. But what I didn't foresee happening, which I don't suspect WWE did, was when Liv came out on SmackDown uh, to get interviewed or whatever, instead of the crowd cheering for her, a lot of the crowd was chanting, you tapped out, which I I don't think was the intention there. So, damn. Liv was kind of frazzled. You're yeah. up, kid. Don't get that title off you real quick. <laughs> um, and then the next match, the main event, was the last man standing match, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Undisputed Championship. Um, good match, fun match, one of those car crash matches. Um, these guys beat the hell out of each other. Brock Lesnar lifted the ring with a, a tractor. Um, everybody got involved in this match. The Usos got involved. Uh, Brock put Paul Heyman through the announce table. Yes, Austin he did. Theory attempted to cash in, but took an F five instead. Um, before it was like right before he cashed in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't officially cash in. Smart. Um, and then you know it took Roman Reigns spearing him. Superman punching him a couple times, hitting him with both belts, and then like pinning him with all the different broken oh, pieces at the end of the table and standing on top of him yeah, uh, to finally get that 10 count. Uh, but Roman Reigns is still tribal chief, head of the table, uh, the undisputed WWE champion. And he will defend that title against Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle, uh, which is, I believe, later this month in the UK. Yeah, that match was cool. WWE update. That match was cool. Your match was cool. Thanks, bro. They made they definitely made Brock look stronger than a bitch. Right. I was like, damn, y'all took a lot away from Roman on that one. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was not feeling that part. I was like, damn, you needed all that to win. Like, I was looking at that picture and everybody... I mean, not to win, but to... I mean, at the end of the day, but this is the last man standing, though. Like, he ain't gonna... That's true. It don't, it don't matter who you is. You ain't about to just Superman punch your way into Brock Lesnar That's true. His ass. That's true. That's you true. You're trying to earn that. That's true. Still, though, like, they do a lot of that, man, bro, before that man finally laid down, though. Then hype his ass up enough. He better, he better take all that. That made his ass beat everybody. That's true. The beast um, car I blame this Paul Heyman for. <laughs> All I know is after this long ass run, I'm gonna be pissed as fuck if motherfucking if he loses this belt right, and he's had this like two year plus run, and then he uh-huh. loses it, and then like a month later he gets that bitch back. I'm be like, time, I'm gonna sit there and be like, bro, <laughs> like, be on, he on triple, he on triple like, I'm, I'm be like, bro, 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 bro. Triple H used to do that. I need more people. We don't believe you. We need more people. Triple H used to do that shit all the time, boy. Triple H ain't hold that bitch for no two goddamn years. 
I feel you, but still. That's a lot of time, bro. Like I'm I'm he had a, a an amazing, tremendous run, but I always feel the way that way with long runs. Like I just be like, bro. I ain't saying we gotta get a change every three months, but I'm saying, bro. Just give me, just give me a little variety. Why not get it on the first go, bro? Just give me a little variety, bro. Like, come on, bro. Come on, juice me up, bro. Hey yo, yeah, it was disappointing, bro. You good? What the fuck we talking about next? Before I get mad and rant for another ten minutes. So, UFC 277 was a couple weekends ago. Um, quick little recap of the main card. Um, light heavyweight division, Magomed Ankalaev defeated Anthony Linehart Smith by TKO. Anthony Smith broke his ankle in the first TKO. round. Uh, he tried to fight through it in the second round, like going for like a, an immediate takedown to start the round. Ended up kind of just getting worked with ground to pound. Really, nothing he could do. He couldn't really get any momentum with that foot. Um, uh, Alexander Potaja defeated, defeated Alex Perez by submission in the first round, and then we had our. Three-headed monster. Man, Lou got his ass dropped off. In the heavyweight division, Sergei Pavlovich knocked out Derek Lewis. Um, that was wild. Round. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a heavyweight division, man. You just never know. All it takes is that one shot, and then... You only get one butt. shot. I don't care what he said, bro. That boy, that boy hit... Yeah, he was. Before his he was mad at picked him back up. Yeah, you he was on your knees, and he hit you with something that made you go down head first. I'm sorry, young man, but you are officially sleeping. And it's time to word. Word. He wasn't happy with the with the call, but you know, whoever really is happy head. with the call, unless they're not the fuck out. They always feel, they always feel like they can keep fighting. It's like no playboy, like, bro. Your head dropped dead weight on the ground. I seen it. Yeah. You think I'm gonna allow this other heavyweight to bash another one on me in your head? Right. Right. Now you got CTE. Right. Now you want to call it? Nah, bro. I don't lie to you, bro. You now you want to now you want to sue me and shit. Bro, Them little dudes, fault, they can they can knock each other head loose and come back and try to fight, brother. You not. When Derek Lewis hit somebody with one and they go to sleep, they don't let him just keep going. Facts. Like, <laughs> you finna kill somebody. Facts. Oh, yeah, man. Your big guy got knocked out in Texas. <laughs> oh, and that's that- right. He is from Texas, ain't it? <laughs> Tragic. Texas. Um, up next in the co-main event uh, for the flyweight title, uh, Brandon Moreno successfully defended uh, against Kai Kara France. He won by knockout in the third round. Um, yeah, it was a good fight until Kai got caught and Kai got that caught. Was all she wrote. And that is over with. As all she wrote, all she wrote, all she wrote. Uh, the women's bantamweight 
Championship. Amanda Nunez regains her title, defeating Juliana Pena by unanimous decision, uh, becoming a double champion once again. Hey, boy. She pieced her. Hey, boy. Hey, no way. Hey, boy. When I tell you I've never seen an individual get beat the fuck up for 25 minutes straight. And keep trying. Yeah, she really did. She had, she got hard. We don't give we don't get we gave Pena no goddamn credit for that fight. Like she wasn't really hanging in there and still trying to throw I these punches. Like I feel like people give her the you know you you hung in there. Atta girl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like she got a bunch of atta girls. She ain't get I mean, like that's... a she ain't get like oh okay like hey okay. What else she supposed to get? I mean, listen, bro. She she the, hung- the biggest thing she can't get out of that is you got you a chin on you, bit dog. Because you got beat up bad for, but like you didn't win not one even. You ain't even come yeah, close. Didn't win like ten seconds. Not a tenth, bro. Like you got beat. Most fights out here in these streets don't last thirty seconds. Right. You got beat up for twenty five straight, bro. That's wild. Yeah, that's a long ass time, bro, to be getting beat up. Not like not to be fighting, but to be getting beat up. Like she just jumped you into like the UFC Illuminati just now. That's how bad she just whooped your ass. Like that shit can't be. It's like you owe her money or something. <laughs> <laughs> like that was. And oh she got all. She got God, all man. her coin. What I give her credit on is, bro, 99% of every other woman in your divisions would have went to sleep 15 no minutes fact. prior to when that match ended. A thousand percent. Bro, there was Listen, one time There was one time she had got hit with the hook so hard her whole body went sideways. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Like, her body went like, like this, man. Bro, she was getting stuck, bro. You, she was getting stuck. And then what's crazy is she hit she hit Nunez with a good one to have her nice little wealth on her on her cheek. Hmm. But she was eating them things. She was eating them bitches, bro. Like, I don't know that shit. Was... I mean, Nunez knew what was up, bro. She knew what was up. She knew that the let that was a legacy. That was a legacy building fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't lose twice in a row. That first time around, everybody and their mama. No, she beat the piss. She had to. I don't think I've seen a championship match where somebody got the piss beat out of them for all. We're talking about a championship match, bro. Where you get beat up the whole match, bro. Like, you the champion on top of that. You ever seen a match where the champion get dragged? The whole yeah, she got worked for real, for real. She got worked. She did get worked. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like watching that fight, I was like, man, oh, no. Nunez had a point to prove, bro. You know what I mean? She lost a fight that everybody thought she was gonna win. Oh, I'm trying to think of all the times we cringed at the TV from her getting hit clean with something. Facts. It was the same punch. It was the same punches. 
Just go to sleep, bro. Just stop. It was the same punch. It was that same hook. That hook would come around and eat her alive. I knew it was over with when this girl started rushing Nunez with just right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, moving forward. I'm like, oh, you doing sock and boppers. You got to get fucked up doing that, bro. Like, the minute someone does resorts to that, you forgot all training. Yeah, right, you, you, know, aban- you abandoned everything. You abandoned all training. You just went forward. You would think you were seeing Hungry Hungry Hippo. The way she was just pat, 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 just hands throwing. She wouldn't even. <laughs> she was so lost out there. Oh, my God. She got to chill for like a year, bro. That's a lot of brain, bro. Yeah, I ain't, see not, of, I ain't yeah. see not one punch to the body. Don't <laughs> Well, I imagine she'll have at least a six-month layoff. But she need, like, 12. But, but she'll be able to start training probably after, like, three. No, she need, like, a good 12 months off. I know her head ringing. But that's it, bro. Good shit to do, man. Yeah, I'm paying your goal. Cool. We're going to see you soon. I can't wait to see what that third, what that Kenya Nunez 3 look like. Right. <laughs> Um, so just to give you guys a, a quick idea of some of the, the big fights we got coming up um, at these last few uh, pay-per-views of the year. Um, so the next pay-per-view is on August 20th, and that's where we're going to get um, in the co-main event, middleweight division, Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold, which should be a good fight. Um, and the main event for the welterweight title is... Uh, Kamaru Usman defending against Leon Edwards, which I'm very excited for. Uh, speaking of Usman, his brother made his UFC debut um, this past Saturday uh, in the Ultimate Fighter finale fight where he knocked out his opponent. Um, killed that man. Golly, bro, it's so violent watching these heavyweights uh, knock each other out. Well, you're not good. That's just scary, bro. But uh, they got so much yeah, power. So, yeah. So, um, so that should be good. Uh, September tenth, we got. Oh, I I wanted to mention this. As of right now, the main event is in the welterweight division: Cosmo Shamaya versus Nate Diaz, and it will be Nate Diaz's last fight in the UFC. Um, I think this is kind of foul of UFC to give him this fight uh, because Cosmont's a killer. (laughs) Like this is with all due respect, with all due respect to Nate Diaz. I would love to drill that boy. (laughs) This, they are watching with a big L. Hey, they sent that boy to the, they know he got a head for it too. They I think I, Cosma is ranked like number three in that division, and Nate's oh, not even they, ranked. They bought to send the dog at Nate. Ass. Yeah, like I, that is true. Like why they tried his ass like that? Because it's Nate. Because he probably, you know, he probably was running him out. He been talking shit. He been like, he been like, UFC don't want to give me no fight. They uh, you know, I'm trying to get out of here. They're holding me hostage. So Dana's like, bet. I'm gonna right, give you bet. A I got you. We're gonna release you from the you know, game. Because you know Nate got not gonna punk out. That's just not in his character. Release the lion. They gonna beat that boy. Gonna get the 
Brakes beat off his ass. Oh, God. Oh, let me see. Cosma is number three ranked in, in the welterweight division. Literally, the only people that are above him, number one is Colby Covington, who just fought for the title and lost to Usman. And number two, Leon Edwards, who is about, about to fight. To fight. Oh, my so he's Lord. literally next in line for the title after this fight. And he's probably younger by a lot. Nate Diaz is not in the top 15. So What the hell? He about to just beat so the brakes. He about to just, dog shit out of Nate. Just so y'all know. It's, and it's Nate finna take, Nate finna take that and die. We about to see Nunez, Pena. The only way, the only way that Diaz can win this fight is if, goes, is, is if it goes the distance and other dick gets hot. He submit, but he ain't, he finna get his ass beat up. I don't like him to submit, buddy. Oh, it's over with, man. You can't even submit because it's over. Yeah. He's going to sit there. And he and you saw his pork face when they get sliced up. Mm. You know, that boy face open easy. That yeah, shit's going to be ass. We about to see, we about to see Nunez Pena too right now. Right now, middle version. Facts. Um, but, hey, it'll be a bloodbath. So, you know, that's all we care for. <laughs> hey, prove, me, prove me wrong, though, Nate. Facts. Facts. Um, and then let's see the last two that they have here listed in October. We're getting the um, who is a good card. Um, Sean O'Malley versus Peter Yan. Happy to see that even though his fight ended with the the eye poke, the incidental eye poke. Um, not only are they giving him a top guy, they're giving him a top three in the division. Um, this is like a different situation. Sean O'Malley, who is not even top 10, um, is going to get, uh, PH, technically it's Pietro, Pietro Jan. Yeah, Petra. Yeah, these guys, these guys are going to go nuts. Um, no, he's number one. He's not number three. He's number one. Holy shit. And Sean O'Malley's number 13. Going against the number one guy in the division outside of the champion. So if Sean can win this, and there's a good chance that Pietro is a a boxer. So it's going to be a stand-up fight. And he's kind of short and stocky, whereas, you know, Sean O'Malley's long and lanky. He's kind of like a... He's kind of like a... Kind of like a... Don't forget that. Not up. Hey, listen. I love Shaw, but this is the way Dylan just right delivered now. that. That shit was funny, bro. Because you, you team Russia, man. I'm calling there right now. Vladimir Karzlov, Vodanski over there, but not <laughs> Bro, what name did you just say? This guy is. I don't even remember. You're a wild boy. Vladimir Kozlov Vedensky. Anyways, so also on that card is uh, for the Bantamweight title, which is that same division, uh, Aljamain Sterling defending his title against TJ Dillashaw, uh, which should be a good one. And the main event for the lightweight title is uh, Charles Oliveira, who, remember, his title was vacated because he missed it last time. Uh, but he still won the fight. So he's not champ, but he immediately got the title fight. Versus Islam Makashev. 
this is going to be a fight. Islam Makashev is 22-1. and one. Um, Bro, what the fuck? What's up, with these, in, what's up with these crazy-ass career he's numbers, in, bro? He's in the Khabib camp. Damn. 22 and 1? You know, like Khabib, yeah. too? Yep. What's up with all these niggas at Khabib camp looking like Khabib? <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's like a, a Muslim thing, like a Russian Muslim thing. I think that's what they do. I think they kind of grow the – kind of like how like the Amish people who like have like the – Hey, thing. why he said, what's up with people at Khabib camp? <laughs> Looking I'm, like a beep. I'm pretty sure it's a religious thing. Holy shit, CM Punk just returned. What? CM Punk just returned, it looks like. Mm-hmm. About time. It took him long that enough. Moxley. Tell him to hurry his ass up. My bad. And then, uh, yeah, so, so that's that pay-per-view. And then the final pay-per-view uh, is the... Adesanya, Alex Pajeda, uh card. Bro, you tell me about one more pay per view, bro. I swear to God, I'm gonna flip something. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Jesus, criminy, bro. Damn, this is just UFC is just coming out with the cards, man. You're coming out with the cards, man. Nah, bro. I don't make cards, bro. It's not what I do. Hey, um, for those of y'all who like listening to, like, interviews and shit since we're on the UFC shit, y'all go and listen to um, freaking Kamaru Usman on motherfucking I Am Athlete. He snapped. He talks about Kobe Covington and that hoe. Okay. Okay. Fuck Kobe Covington. Okay. Man didn't do nothing to you, my boy. I don't like his red... Okay. You don't like his what? His rhetoric. Ah. Got you. I hate it even more if he did it just for numbers sake. Like if you just did it just for publicity. Because now yeah. you're, you're you're toying with you're toying with the uh... You're toying with real people's real emotions. Yeah, facts. For the sake of a gimmick. Facts, facts. So yeah. Anyways. Interview is fire though. The fuck we finna talk about next? I think that's it, bro. We ain't gonna talk about it. basketball ain't shit other than KD crying, trying to figure out what he's gonna KD do. Not KD crying. Mad as fuck right now. That the he said he said either you fire the coach and this dude or I'm or or I'm out of here. And he's like, well, I'm not firing him. So, well, the thing about KD is KD just choosing the wrong time to try to do that shit because he ain't got no leverage. Yeah. Like- what is his What is his leverage? You're going to refuse to play? Okay. That's great. Don't fucking play. <laughs> we already accounted for the loss of your money anyway. Like, we should. I'm not going to be playing for another team. So. Facts. You ain't hurting nobody but yourself and your career numbers. You're all going to be behind LeBron. Yep. Fuck. I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like, you know, this situation is long. It's been it's just been long drawn and it's taken for freaking ever and like me I'm at a point where I don't even care with Jim play no more. Everybody keep coming to me like, bro, Boston, Boston. I'm like, he's not going to fucking Boston. If he do, I really don't care. Especially if we got to give up a freaking whole kitchen just to get his ass. 
Ain't Kevin Durant like 34? Oh, yeah, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant around our age, bro. Shit is wild. So what, we doing underrated bars of fame up in this hole? Unless y'all got anything else, yeah. College football coming back soon. They already released the preseason. They already released the preseason. Um, the preseason polls. I can kind of run that by y'all real quick. It's kind of the same. Kind of the same. Uh, the usual suspects. Yeah, a couple. You got a couple of newcomers in that bitch, but for the most part, it's it's pretty it's pretty spot on. Um, let's see here. The coaches poll has Alabama at number one, Ohio State at number two, Georgia at number three, Clemson at four, Notre Dame at five, Michigan at six, Texas A and M at seven, Utah at eight, Oklahoma at nine, Baylor at ten, Oklahoma State at eleven. Oregon at 12, NC State at 13, Michigan State at 14, um, USC at 15, Pittsburgh at 16, Miami at 17, Texas at 18, Wake Forest at 19, Wisconsin at 20, um, Kentucky at 21, Cincinnati at 22, Arkansas at 23, Old Miss at 24, and Houston at 25. What's crazy to me here is I don't see UF anywhere. They don't need to be on there. Shit, crazy. Florida State ain't even on that either. Florida State got one yeah. vote to be in the top 25. UF ain't got one. Man, we was ass. You and me while number 17. The French. Hey. I can't even vouch for this right now, bro. I'm sorry. Y'all doing that bad? I thought y'all had a good little recruiting. No, bro. Recruiting, I don't even care about none of that. These last few seasons ain't been it. True. Nobody's been very, very. Mm-mm. It's not giving what it's supposed to give. Losing to us. That's true. Y'all boys do. Y'all boys start off the season with a bang, and then when it's time for y'all to play, y'all serious boys start losing the scrub. Yeah. Start just getting your ass with them. Yeah. Get beat by one big team that you're supposed to be. Have a great mat. Have a great game, and then. Start letting squirrels beat you like no. Get out of that top twenty-five. I think it's sweeping. Give give it let AR fifteen get in there with no no pressure. You win you a couple games, you'll be right back in the top twenty-five. Didn't he say didn't he say he uh changed his name from that? Okay, well he changed his name. No, I'm I'm asking. I felt like I read that. Like he changed right, he changed okay. his name from AR fifteen. Something else. So well, he don't want uh, because I think of the because of the weapon. Yeah, he don't want to be associated with the weapon, so he don't call himself AR fifteen no more. Shit, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. They look up AR fifteen to see you, and instead they see a big ass gun. Fuck. Nah, I feel him. I get the, the shit. <laughs> that shit. Fuck. Okay. That shit go hard. Like on like um Andre Kirilenko in the NBA when he was playing, he wore number forty seven. They called him AK forty seven. Okay, that shit was fire too. Okay, what a bitch. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was fire. Nigga. I'm gonna change my last name to Ruger and I'm gonna get the number nine. Oh god. Real shit. Real talk. Alright. So we moving on to underrated bars of fame, I don't Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do Mac Miller. 
he dropped a, <clears throat> a posthumous album. I might be saying the, wrong, the word wrong, but fuck it. Um, and there's a song called People Under the Stairs. It's a short song, but I'm going to read it to you because it's underrated bars of fame. If you don't like it, shut the fuck up and press fast forward. <laughs> oh, ass. Nah, eh? Nah, man. Let me go. People Under the Stairs, Mac Miller. Hey, microphone testing. Uh, testing. You playing politician. You Martin Sheen on the West Wing. Guessing is the best thing for me to do is spit it. This shit is never a gimmick. You listen more than a minute. I've been spitting flows since the kid was six years old. And if you listen close, I do this like some mismatched clothes. It's whatever. Put it together. You could never be this clever. I'm rocking a mic forever. You gonna stop me? Never. I'm cocky because I love it. You rocky without the punches. Hockey without the ice and boxes without the lunches. Flowing like me, no one. And that got you mad, bitch. Sorry, your boys are nothing but just average. I ain't telling nobody how they should live their life. I got my own shit to deal with, so that just isn't right. I'm just trying to leave a crib, go out and live tonight. Shit, fuck that. I'm locked in a lab, working, dropping a track. Beats get bodied and bagged certain. See the world through first, second, and third person. Omniscient. Listen then so efficient. Trapped in my own goal line, ready to go to distance. Consider it a privilege that you get to witness. History in the making, you fucking bitches. Ha ha, just playing with y'all. Still in line waiting for my name to get called. Yeah. Matt Miller, people under the stairs. You'll appreciate it a lot more when you listen to it because you really did get the snapping in that little one minute and 45 seconds home. I fucks with Mac, R.I.P. Rest in peace to the boy Matt Miller for real. For real. Music lost some real ones, man. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? And like I said before, if you ain't like what the hell I was spitting, if you don't like the goddamn song, I got a couple of suggestions for you. Show ass up. Fast forward. Or don't play our shit. I'm just playing. Press play so we can get to listen. But other than that, don't listen to our shit. Just press play and put your phone away and go to sleep. Hey, question. Can you play a podcast and the alarm still go off? Hmm. I don't know. Like, if you play a podcast, you let that be a run, and it run, and it run, and it run, like, damn, your alarm might not go off, famo. That's a good question, sir. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hey, listen. Buddha. What? Where the hell can they reach us on email, bro? Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. Dylan, sound them off, sir. Well, it's time to get off the air. How many times have you done this for 235? 235. 235. Hey, listen to me, muff. We're done. You know what I'm saying? Like, thank you for listening to us, for real, for real. Y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world. But you're listening to us, and we appreciate that. Just keep giving us these clicks and these listens, and we're going to keep giving you this content to ride to and vibe to, potentially get high to. Like Weezy, we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Silly. 
see you later. I ain't sung on an episode in a minute, boy. I don't run that bike. For a while, Wally Coyote been up on the style. Step on the shit like these niggas to town. Swagger for pound.